Alright guys, welcome back to, what is it, episode 4 of the Egg Tour podcast with yours truly and Victor. Uh, yep. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about two movies that we just watched recently, we mentioned in the last episode, which are going to be Paranorman, and then uh, for Vic, he watched the first Venom. So, I'll start. Um, I didn't know too much about Paranorman, actually I knew nothing at all. I actually heard it on... Another podcast which made which made me interested. I heard it on um, Geeks of the Week with a couple of TikTokers that I watch, and I figured it was a good time to start watching like Halloween and like not necessarily scary, but like like fall type movies with fall and Halloween rolling around. So um, just a quick synopsis of Paranorman. It was it's a uh, it's about this kid that gets bullied because people don't believe that he can talk to ghosts and dead people, which he can. Um, as you see within the first like 10-15 minutes of the movie and it's it's a really interesting story um, in my opinion and it's all in stop-motion animation which I find it to be the best part about the movie Um, I really like how this animation style really plays into the horror aspect and it just makes all the characters look so fun Um, but yeah it was directed by hold on I don't even know who it was directed by Sam Fell, Chris Butler and Chris Butler, and it came out in around in at 2012. So, um, okay. yeah. Did you want to intro your movie next, Vic, for a little bit? Oh yeah. Um, I watched Venom. Uh, let me pull up who is directed by because uh, I don't know. But I watched Venom um, this week. I just what I didn't want to happen, but um, I liked it. I know Ethan. Uh, has some uh, contradicting opinion on it, but I I really liked it. I admit there are some things that don't need to be in there, um, but I'll get more into that later. Uh, I felt Tom Hardy did a really good job. I love Venom. Uh, I it says that Tom Hardy voiced Venom. Oh really? I think I think that's what they said in the credits, but I'm not sure. Either way, they did an amazing job with that. I feel like Venom 100% carries this movie. I'm not saying that everything else is bad, uh, but I just feel like I, I watched the movie for Venom, and I liked what I got. I I feel like if I would have saw this in the movies, I would have walked away completely content with what I saw. Um, I want more, but, I mean, who doesn't out of a superhero movie or out of a, any movie really um we all have like ideas that you know we could make the film better by doing this but i feel like with what they delivered they did a really good job with it and i really liked it right nice yeah nice um directed by andy circus too oh yeah he's he's directing the sequel at two i believe yeah gotcha um was there anything i guess we might as well go into spoilers, because, I mean, give a brief little rundown already. We might as well jump into spoilers. Spoilers, by the way, for the first Venom movie. Yeah. Uh, if if you haven't seen the first Venom movie or want to, um, skip the rest of this. Uh, I don't know when exactly, until <laughs> when, but I'd say about five minutes, you'll be good. Yeah. And if you don't care, then go ahead and continue to listen. To be honest... Venom came out in 2018, so it's been two, three years, so you probably should have seen yeah. it by now. But, anyways, uh, yeah, go ahead. You're all good. Um, 
the first third of this movie, I hated. I did not like the first third of this movie at all. Ironically enough, that's when Venom isn't there. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I felt like... I mean, I know Tom Hardy said he was he had fun with this role. And you could tell he was having fun with this role. Right. But I feel like a lot of the, the jokes and stuff were kind of like straight-up deadpan. They felt like... Uh, at certain times, it felt like it was trying to be a comedy movie. Yeah. And just, like, slapstick comedy. Like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. In action movies, it, it's mainly with action movies. Like, there's a lot of scenes where something's big is going to hit somebody. um, And it, it zooms in on the face or it just looks to the character and they're like, oh, shit. Like, that's exactly what Tom Hardy says. And there's this scene where he's riding his bike, his motorcycle. He has Venom at this point. Um, but Venom hasn't completely, like, consumed him. I don't want to say consumed him, but he's not, like, full Venom. Gotcha. Um, he's not, like, the seven-foot, eight-foot symbiote. He's Tom Hardy, and he's been getting help with Venom by, like, um, you know, Venom shoots the tendrils out and separates the cars so that he doesn't get hit. Venom's been, like, hitting some of these drones as well. But there's a scene where he's riding on a sidewalk, and there's these drones, which... Drones, by the way, have become very, uh, they have outstayed their welcome for me in movies, just because it, it, I mean, I get it, high-tech company can't really send, like, a bunch of bad guys and, like, helicopters in the streets, but it's whenever, whenever something goes bad in a movie, like, send out drones, and it's like, ah, drone scene. Uh, it it but feels like one, a cop-out, in my opinion. I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I do give them credit. Drones, you know, smaller, they get through city. It gives different sort of attack, vector of attack other than cars and, like, you know, people on bikes, people shooting at them from cars. But I, I, I've just gotten really tired of the whole drone bad guy. But um, back to the scene before I, I spiral anymore. Um, he's driving on the sidewalk, and a drone's coming at him perpendicularly. From the street and it's about to hit him it ends up hitting right in front of him but what happens is right before that drone hits it zooms in on tom hardy's face and he says oh shit <laughs> and it's just kind of like i get it most of the time you can just ignore stuff like that i found like a lot through the movie there's just during the action it's not as bad because you can focus on the action if you don't really like it i don't find it too bad but in moments where they cut to the joke is the emphasis of the shot that's when it's just kind of like really did you really feel the need to put this in there and that's that just kind of razzled me a bit yeah but other than that um everything else is really good i really like uh what's her name the the uh, love interest i forgot her name michelle too. williams yeah and weighing uh i liked her she did a good job in this role but the relationship in the movie just felt really weird. It felt like, um, how am I going to say this? It just felt like we just get dropped in the middle of their relationship. And then, of course, you know, Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, snoops through her files to get some dirt on this tech guy. And uh, they end up breaking up. But they were, like, engaged. Yeah. And it just I didn't even know they were engaged until he had said something like, we were supposed to get married. I'm like, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, uh, I agree. It felt it feels very weird, very very lopsided in that relationship. I yeah. guess that's like the best way to put it, just because we, like you said, we get thrown into the middle of it, so we don't really understand. Like, there's no weight to them not being engaged. You're like, oh, okay, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the whole time cut thing too is really, it's like, why put a time cut in the first third of your movie where nothing happens? Yep. It's not like he got the symbiote and has been living with it for six months, and it's been, like, wrecking havoc on him. You know, he's been, like, bedridden, no work. It's just kind of like, oh, he gets fired, and he's out of a job. Six months later, he's back. Right. And there's still no venom. Exactly. Um, Other than the first third of the movie, though, I know I'm harping a lot on the first third. It was my first time seeing it. So it wasn't too bad, but I feel like if I were to go back and watch it again, I'd either go on my phone or skip through the first third, uh, or at least skip up to the the time skip. Right. But Pe- no, I, I thought it was really cool. The last fight too was cool until it got really like, until they started going into the, like the liquid symbiote form, and it was, they were like right on the rocket booster pad. Yeah. And it was like Tom Hardy and whatever that guy, the Life Foundation guy is, they're, like, fighting each other inside the CGI mess. And I was like, oh, oh kind of weird. Yeah. Really weird. I, I know what you're... Like, where... So, it's Riot and Venom, right? They they separate yeah. from their host, and then Tom Hardy, and then... I don't yeah. even remember. It's Riz Ahmed. That's his name. Yeah. His character. They start fist fighting. I'm like, bro, I, I don't care. I just want to see the symbiotes fight. Yeah, the fist fighting was really weird. Um, with no symbiotes. Yeah. And then the symbiotes, uh, when they were, like, in that tangled mess, and you get you get these shots of, like, Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed, like, punching each other in this mess. I'm just kind of like, just get back to the fist fight. Because the fist fight between Riot and Venom was cool. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was sick. But, um, yeah, and that, and then other than that, I feel like everything else was really good. It was shot really well. They, they, they brought out Venom enough, which is what I was glad to see because a lot of movies like this i felt like going into this they weren't going to show venom a lot Mm. and they brought him out quite a bit and i love venom venom's cool he's one of my favorite villains um i used to play the ultimate spider-man on my gamecube when i was a kid (laughs) and he was pretty badass in that game as well and so i've just been obsessed with him ever since and so they they got him right because in I like how he's built, I guess, in this, because it's more comic book accurate. Yeah. He's more like a tank than Topher Grace in Topher Spider-Man Grace. 3. Yeah. It's not Topher Grace build with, like, teeth and, like, just icky stuff yeah. around him. <laughs> but uh, that's my thoughts on Venom. Um, I'm excited for Carnage. I'm actually really excited for Carnage now, because hopefully they've learned a little bit from this. Yeah. And it can only go up. If they don't mess with anything that I liked, that's so. true. I mean, the with with Venom one, I just want to say like people were harping on it just for the fact that oh it's so short, but like did you really want an exposition based Venom movie with no Spider Man? Like that's yeah. just not gonna be good. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. I mean, going on the short thing, I feel like like again, I feel like they could have easily shortened down that first third of the movie when right. Venom's not in it. Exactly. And just kind of, like, been like, hey, Venom's already here, you know? It's kind of what's going on. Or just something like, quick rocket, 
comet hits Earth, something like that. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, with with Carnage too, with Let There Be Carnage, people are harping it again about how it being like an hour and a half. I'm like, dude, we don't need a two hour Venom Carnage movie. Like, if it's yeah. two hours, if it's gonna be two hours, throw in Spider Man. Like, that'll be make it worth the two hours. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I enjoyed Venom. I, it's fine. It's nothing. I'd go like I said, fist fight a child for, but. Um, Carnage, I'm interested because, like I said, that post-credit scene is supposed to be a big deal. So I'm gonna give. That's why I want to go watch it. So. And they got Woody Harrelson. I'm yeah. excited for what Woody Harrelson does with the role. Yeah, that should be because he gets teased in the first one, right? Yeah, he's at the end credit scene. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Venom one's fine. Hopefully, Venom two is better. But. Yeah. Definitely. Um. All right, should I progress with Paranorman now? Into spoilers. Yeah. All right, spoilers for Paranorman. Uh, I mean, it came out in 2012. It's been nine years, so I haven't seen it, so I fall into the I don't really care. I mean, I feel like it's like a movie, but it's a movie where I'm like, what happens? Yeah, um, I really liked it. Like I said, it was really fun. It plays a lot on bullying. It has a. It plays a lot into the Salem witch trials. Um, because one of the things that happens to Norman is that there's a resurrection of zombies. I'm, like, jumping in the middle of the plot, which I thought was really cool. Um, a, I forgot what, ha I forget what happens, but there was a resurrection of zombies, and you later find out in the movie that, um, these seven people that get resurrected, um, by Norman and, by Norman and this guy, this bully named Alvin, um, you find out that, uh, <clears throat> oh my gosh, excuse me, that they were um, sentencing a little girl to death because they claimed she was a witch. So this was the Salem Witch Trials type type beat. So, um, and then that little girl started freaking out and it created a curse on the whole town that they live in. And mm -hmm. it's resulted in a cycle of hatred and stuff like that with how much, like, how much there how much hate there was i guess within that little circle and not trusting in other people it plays a lot into the whole idea of religion and like how questionable it can be in terms of uh, what's right what's right and wrong <clears throat> within society and then yeah, yeah it, was, it was really cool um i recommend you watch it because not that not to like go out of your way but like it's it's entertaining um the shots look beautiful in it um, I, it has a pretty good voice cast, actually. Yeah, I know uh, Christopher Mintz-Plass. Say that uh, again? Guy you... from, it's got Christopher Mintz-Plass, I think. He's the guy from, uh, uh, I hope I say that name right. Uh, he's the guy from, uh, Superbad. Oh, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did hear his voice. I was like, he sounds very familiar. Uh, it's got Cody Smith-McPhee, who voices, um... I think he's Norman, actually. Yeah. But I've got like the main cast pulled up right here. Yeah. Um. It was like I said, this is a wonderful movie to get me into the mood for Halloween and stuff. Um. It it this movie also plays a lot into bullying, like for obvious reasons, just because this kid is weird. He's very weird in terms of what society thinks of him, and his parents even start to. Or his dad is like, dude, you're weird. Like, 
<laughs> there's literally a line in the movie where Norman, like, he freaks out in, in, in a school play, and um, his, his the whole school, the whole town was there for the play, and then it cuts to the car ride home with Norman and his parents, and his Norman literally says, I didn't ask to be born like this to, like, stick up for himself after his dad was, like, yelling him in the car. And then his dad literally goes, neither did we. And I was like, oh, my God. Could Jesus. You... I know. And then um, the mom literally is like, um, the mom says, well, sometimes people say things when they get really scared and confused. Not that he's scared of you, but he's scared of what could happen to you. And then um, I, I forget something, what happens next, but I was like, Jesus, man. Like, how could you stick up for that? That's your kid. That's your kid. Yeah. Um, there was, oh, shoot, I think... Another good part I liked was John Goodman voicing another character. John Goodman voiced a creepy old man you see throughout the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of the movie. And you're like, what is this guy doing? You think he's going to, like, hunt down and, like, attack Norman for being so weird. But he's actually the one that tells Norman about the curse that gets placed on the town. And how important okay. it is that he um, relieves the town of the hatred and the... And what was placed on them when the the girl first created the curse? So. So he's kind of like the goaded the goaded old man from uh the movie Monster House. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I haven't seen Monster House either, actually. You haven't seen Monster <laughs> Monster House is a classic. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's. I have seen it, but I was like young and I was terrified of Monster House. So. Yeah. There's that. There's a couple Halloween ones we'll get to in the future but um i'm trying to remember the names i'll bring them up in the next episode because that's more important then but uh there's some halloween classics in there right um but yeah i, I did mention it was stop motion there's only a few movies that are stop that were stop motion i don't think there's been a stop motion movie that i've seen recently um the ones that are notable to me are Coraline, paranorman now and then corpse bride um What's the other one? Nightmare Before Christmas, and then there's yep. the uh, the Frankenweenie. Those are the ones, and I feel like they all, they all they, they do all fall in the stop motion animation style. And I mm -hmm. really hope stop motion never goes away. After seeing three out of the five I just mentioned, um, stop motion's really enjoyable. It's really fun to watch. It's it's insane how much detail they put into these into this animation. Yeah, I I really love. Uh stop motion it's like because it feels like every shot is like personal in a way because somebody has put that there you know oh yeah um it's not just like somebody like i mean i know people when they computer generate or when they actually film stuff they're actually they're doing it but you know these people are taking hours and hours to record these like a minute of film and it's like jesus i couldn't do it my my hands are too shaky yeah, I know. Like having the patience of moving, moving these, these props to create a scene, and then the lighting too, with how how much detail with the lighting they put into it, it's it's stellar. It's it was just amazing. Yeah, there's something on here that says Paranorman was the first stop motion movie to utilize a 3D color printer to create replacement faces for its puppets. Oh, that that must have made it so much easier for him. Yeah. 
That's actually awesome. Like that that also helps with the um the faces and like the the emotion to the character. Oh yeah, for sure. Um there was a scene that I actually wanted to talk about that I really liked. Uh it was so after Mr. Prendergast, who's the old guy that I mentioned that was voiced by John Goodman, Norman has to go through his house to get a book to help with the curse. And mm-hmm. Norman uses his phone to light up the hallway because the guy's dead. Like the guy literally died, and he's go has to take the book from the from the guy's body. And <laughs> he's literally walking like it's a close up of Norman walking around, and his phone is the only light source. And I just it, that's it, it's nothing like spectacular or crazy. It's just the fact that the only light source is come coming from a little tiny prop phone, and they're using it to cast the shadows throughout the scene. And I just I was in shock throughout it, so it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it'd be good. I'll have to check it out. I'll probably watch it this weekend. Oh, yeah. It, it's good. It's on Netflix is where I watched it. Yeah. It's only yeah, an hour and a half, so it's it's easy to fly through. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about? No, I mean, I, I was very scatterbrained on this one just because there's there's a lot in classes that's going on with me, but... This this was fun. I had a good time with this movie. It, it yeah. it's hard to talk about this movie by myself too. Not that it's like your fault you haven't seen it, obviously, but I feel like I'm just rambling on this movie now. No, yeah, I probably should have watched it looking back, hindsight, but um, yeah, it's keep okay. that in mind. But uh, next week, if you guys want to tune in, we're actually doing the Batman Nolan trilogy. We're gonna be ranking and reviewing those movies on a main episode. And then, then it's October, and we get a lot of Halloween movies scheduled. Oh, yeah. So keep your eyes and ears out, guys. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening. Um, we're actually going to pull the YouTube videos now because we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. So hopefully yes. you guys are listening on one of those because that's how you'll hear from us now. Yeah, I'm a Spotify supremacist. So, yeah, I'd have to agree. Apple Podcasts kind of trash. So if you need help getting the Apple Podcast, I'm not the guy to talk to. Um, yeah, believe it or not, neither am I. So <laughs> there's like a separate app you have to download if you're on your iPhone. But I'm sure you guys will figure it out. But yeah, so that's it until next week, guys. We should have an episode out by Wednesday. Hopefully, yes. Um, our normal times. Our normal upload schedule, by the way, is going to be Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, this one's coming out a bit late just because we weren't able to record yesterday or two days ago or no yesterday yes schedule's all and jacked so up. yeah but this one should be coming out saturday so yeah keep you guys keep your ears out for the next episode on the batman trilogy it'll be very controversial from myself at least oh yeah because <laughs> always always gotta go against the grain of course why why go with the flow when you can go against it true it'd be a very boring podcast if you went if you agreed with everything i said yeah that's true but yeah thanks for tuning in guys and we'll catch you on the next episode see y'all see you